Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business, where I talk with interesting people sharing life and business experiences to entertain, engage, build community, and provide information to help others succeed. If you're interested in learning more about one of our guests or how we are helping business owners generate wealth and build businesses they can sell or succeed at Exit Your Way, you can find more information on our website, ExitYourWay.com, or by contacting me directly, Damon at ExitYourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I am your host, Damon Pistolka, and I am excited today because we're going to be talking with Kitty Hart, and we are going to be talking about building brand experiences. Kitty, first of all, Kitty is the VP of Client Brand Experience with Heroic Productions. I just want to yes. make sure in there. So, Kitty, thanks for being here today. Thank you. Happy to be here. Uh, it's going to be awesome because we have a lot to talk about. We we're talking mm -hmm. about as we are coming on good stuff there and just getting just thinking about this. I was getting excited because there are so many different ways that brands evoke emotions. Mm -hmm. And I have to imagine that that is some of that is planned, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and some of it is is enhanced by some of the events they use. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's a fun topic. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, Kitty, first of all, we like to understand our guests and how they got into what they're doing, because that's, mm -hmm. you know, not everybody just walks out and says, hey, I'm going to help big brands put together these awesome events. So can you share that with us? Yes. Yep, absolutely. It was sort of a windy road to get here. Um, and I actually, when I talk with young people about, you know, what they want to do, um, and so many of them feel that they need to know what they want to do right away, like either going into college or, you know, when they leave college, I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do after I graduated. I had a liberal arts degree, so I had a really good solid education, broad education, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I floundered around for a little bit. Um, and at some point I decided I wanted to go into sales, which was very surprising to me. But having sort of floundered around for a while and observed different uh, careers and different companies, I looked at it and viewed it as, uh, an opportunity for me to have the most control over my own success or failure, right? If you're selling, yeah, if you're bringing yeah. in business, you're a valuable asset to the company. So I got lucky. I ended up finding a company in Chaska, Minnesota. Uh, this was mid nineties and they were at the forefront of video marketing. Do you, do you remember wow. those days, Damon? <laughs> Does that ring a bell? I Yes, when when what the music channel VH1 actually played music or yeah MTV and VH1 <laughs> played music. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Well, so there were big brands, um, there were marketers that were basically saying, "Hey, you can have more of a one-on-one -on -one, um, connection with people if you create short-form short-form video and drop these video cassettes into the mail." 
So you might remember wow. back getting a videotape yeah. in the mail, right? Okay, so a good example would be Disney. So you're mm -hmm. you're gonna you're thinking about going to a Disney vacation. You see a commercial. They say call one eight hundred for more information. You call. You talk to somebody. They ask you a bunch of questions, and they put you into a category. Okay, this is um, a senior couple, and they're taking their whole family. Well, that's going to be a very different kind of trip than people mm -hmm. that might be going. Uh, honeymooning. Okay. And yes, people do honeymoon in Disney. So very different trips, but then a very customized video would be sent to that person. Mm -hmm. And that helped them convert that inquiry into, okay, yep, I'm going to Disney. So that's what we did. Um, it was a manufacturing company, but we were selling to ad agencies and marketing companies. And again, the big brands who said, I get it. I want to put a five minute video out into the mail. It was a vibrant business for many, many years. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of started to ramp down, uh, unfortunately, after 9-11. Uh, but I was there for seven and a half years. And that's really where I learned how to sell. And then when I was ready to leave there, I just basically went down the marketing path. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't a marketing major at Gustavus. Uh, I was a communications major, but I was intrigued by marketing. Um, and so that's basically what sent me down this road. Very cool. Very cool. So what is it that you like the best about working at Heroic and helping people with these brand experiences? Now? Mm -hmm. So what we do at Heroic is a segment of, you know, marketing is this big, broad umbrella. Mm -hmm. And uh, after I left that company, uh, then my path really was in branding and experiential. And here at Heroic, it is corporate event marketing. So the work that we do for our clients, we help them design and execute big corporate events. So where they're bringing hundreds or thousands of their employees together for an immersive experience. Um, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of logistics, uh, but it's super, super creative. It is, I, I compare it to creating a stage production. It's no different than going to a theater and watching a production. You know, a curtain may not mm -hmm. go up, but we are setting a stage and we are making sure that the people on stage are seen, heard, and felt. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we were talking before, I was just at a big, uh, big event last week and I was thinking about it as I was in the in the event about all the things that are happening because there are a lot of lights and a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. Now, you you probably I mean, all of that is planned down to the, the clothes that people minute. are wearing. Every, every. <laughs> every minute. Absolutely. Because if. If any moment is not planned, you lose control. Okay. And when you're putting hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more, yeah. um, against an invest, you know, that's an investment. Um, you can't run that risk. Yeah. So, yeah. So there are so many people that come together to create these events. Um, there are project managers and producers uh, there are, you know, a number, a lot of these big companies, they've got really robust event marketing departments. 
Um, so they're taking the lead on a lot of that, but then it's important that they pick a production partner that um, can come in and execute and be the expert as far as the staging design and the audio and the video and the lighting um, to make, again, to make sure that those things are solid. And when that speaker steps out onto the stage, he or she doesn't have to worry. That mic is going to be on. That light is going to be on them. Um, their confidence monitor is uh, right there where it needs to be or the teleprompter. These are the things that are behind the scenes that the audience never sees. And they're mm -hmm. incredibly important. No doubt. You just you just said about a hundred things that was racing through my mind because everything from just a little, like you said, may, not little, but making sure that the mic was tested before you put it onto somebody's clothing and making yes. sure that they've got the teleprompter so they can read it because if mm -hmm. it's a tall person, if it's a shorter person, mm -hmm. and, you know, or right. where they're going to be standing and right and uh, wow. It's well, like, and it's there's, like, a, and there's a always show. a rehearsal. There's, yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be like a TV show. It, absolutely. And there has to be a rehearsal so that, I mean, you know, one of the, one of the things you don't want to happen is for that person to hear, hear the first word out of their, out of the mic for the first time when they're, you know, they're delivering their first words, because mm -hmm. that can be a jarring thing. You're in a ballroom, you're in a stadium, you know, whatever the venue might wow. be that's not something that you do every day where you talk into mm -hmm. a mic and now all of a sudden it is throughout this entire room. So there's a lot that goes into making sure that the executive team that, that might, that are the speakers, um, the people who are delivering the education, who, whoever's delivering the sessions that they're comfortable with that. Um, and that when they step out there to deliver their portion of it, they're solid. They feel good. Uh, they should feel like a rock star. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that this is, I mean, because this is, this is something that people aren't generally doing, right? You're not generally going to be doing this in that type of setting. So <clears throat> how much of this is, is just helping the people get comfortable with it and, and going through the process enough so that they, they really do begin to feel comfortable with it. Yeah. Some are more comfortable than others. You know, like that event that you were telling me about last week, that's a really sophisticated company. Mm -hmm. um, I guarantee that that CEO that stepped out and, and spoke, um, that's a daily that's yes. a daily occurrence. So some people are very, very comfortable with that. And so it's important early on to understand. And, you know, we ask this question to our client's project team. Um, what's the comfort level of the speakers? How much uh, it's handholding, right? How much, mm -hmm. uh, how much um, comforting do they need? How much practice do they need? And nobody is judged for that. Like we've just acknowledged it's not an everyday thing. Um, so yeah, we just, we assess that and then we determine, you know, what, what can we do to make that person feel at ease? Yeah. Um, yeah. Really so, cool. Yeah. Really cool. Well, I just said, we have got a couple comments here, but John Mark Young says he's watching the big style. No, he hired this rock star for a heroic good conversation <laughs> with John. Awesome. John That's is great. my boss. Ah, great. great. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, John. And we got 
uh, Shaz is all, also here today, and and uh, it, this is this is really cool though because you're getting into the, the the behind the scenes part of this, and and that is super important, I think, in companies that really want to understand how to do these events, these corporate events that really either for employees or you talked about beforehand, and we'll get into this a little bit for a product launch or something mm -hmm. like that, or an award, uh, you know, type, type setting. So what is the most fun part of this for, for you guys at Heroic? What is, what is it when you just sit back and just go, woo, this was a good time. Um, I think it's seeing a concept come to fruition so and it takes a long time for that to happen i mean when we're when we're working through the process with our clients we might be starting a year out um hopefully we're starting a year out right um we yeah. have seen time frames get shorter and shorter over time um but you know this is a long process and so we get pulled in um early and it's very conceptual and so I think what's really exciting, and I see this with our team, um, I see them walk through the process with our clients and go from ideas to designed renderings of what the room is going to look like or the staging wow. is going to look like, and then to the actual day of event. Uh, so, you know, if you're ever on site for an event, it's I, I always encourage uh, people to be on comm. So that basically means that you've got a headset on and you're listening to the production team. They don't, they don't let a lot of people do that, but it's a really good way for people to really understand all of the moving parts behind the scene. And that mm -hmm. is fascinating. So you hear, um, the executive producer and you hear all of the different key, uh, key roles represented and you hear them all perfectly communicating with each other. And wow. then at the end, when it wraps, um, you know, it's like, I think back to, so I was a theater uh, person in mm -hmm. high school. And, you know, I remember when we would get done with a show, um, how, you know, the curtain would go down and it would just be this explosion of clapping and just um, uh, celebrating ourselves for the completion yeah. of an amazing show. It's no different here. It's our job to make sure that our clients. So, and this, this gets to the name heroic productions. We're not the hero in this world that we are in. It's our job to make sure our client is the hero. Mm -hmm. And when we can close out an event and again, we, look at that long path from concept and renderings to all of the, the documentation and the schedules and the spreadsheets and, you know, all of that to the clapping, the accolades from the audience. Um, that's what we love doing. And then we know that our client is, ha is happy. Mm -hmm. That's our job. Yeah, because it's, it this is probably a bad comparison, but it's like planning for a wedding. The whole, you, you do all this planning and the wedding's about this much of it and that flies <laughs> by like that. But everybody's just uh, exuberated because it, it went well and everything. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's, it's, that's, a, that's a production as well. Now, some of our events are four or five days long. 
<clears throat> so it can yeah. be grueling, right? It can be grueling. And so you have to have a team that has the stamina to be able to, you know, manage those long days and you're just, you're on the show yeah. must go on. Right. Yeah. That's, that, <laughs> that's a great point because like the event mm -hmm. I was at last week, it started in the morning and didn't end until after dinner at night. Yeah. And mm -hmm. if you're the team that's putting that on in the background and with multiple sessions with other things all running concurrently, yeah, there is a ton of coordination that has to happen. And each one of those, those sessions have to have people in them working mm -hmm. in there and making sure the audio, the production yeah. and everything works. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, in, in staffing that our team will look at that and say, okay, should we have, um, I mean, you basically, you have team members come in and out. Basically, mm -hmm. you need your, your people to be fresh. Um, yeah. So that goes, that's part of the planning as well. Giving yeah. all of that thought and how to, how to manage the crew. Yeah. So when you, when you talk about experiential marketing, and I know you guys do events mm -hmm. and, and that's cool. We're going to talk about some of the, some of the cool events you do. I'm really amazed at some of these other kind of things. Cause when you look at a company, like one that always sticks out in my mind is Red Bull. I mean, just yeah. the, the crazy stunts that they're going to do, the things they're going to do to do that. Do you think that companies that are doing that kind of experiential marketing is, is driving what's happening in these corporate events to mm. go a little further, a little differently? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, the stunts, right. Red Bull is an amazing brand to watch. They're fun. No doubt. And that, that shock value and the, the risks, yeah. um, that's in their brand DNA it's expected of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think any brand can look at examples like that and take something from it. You might not have a super, super corporate event, a, a super, super corporate company decide to have um, a ski jump outside at one of their events. But I think what it does is it, it drives a constant focus on creativity and mm -hmm. not just always doing the same thing over and over again. Our clients expect us to have new ideas because, again, a lot of these clients, they do it every year. Yeah. You know, you, you can't bring people in and just do the same thing year after year. So, yeah, I think it's it drives creativity for yeah. sure. And yeah. I think the best companies and the the smartest creative teams are looking outside of their industry on a regular basis to just be inspired by them, to just yeah. take ideas. Yeah, because. You hit it there because if you're a corporate, uh, a company and you're doing these events every year, I'm doing my, my awards, you know, whatever, every year, it's going to get pretty stale if you're doing these 10 years, 15 years in a row and, yeah. and really changing them up, making them interesting for people. And then also, as, as we see now, we've got four generations of people working in the workplace, which mm -hmm. is which even compounds it even more. Yes, it does. <laughs> right. How do you engage that span, that age span? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. takes some. I bet there's some interesting com conversations around that alone. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So what are your, you, Kitty, Mm -hmm. what is your favorite type of event to do? Favorite type of event? Um, Well, I do like the events that bring in um, a lot of music. Uh, a lot of really uh, impactful uh, lighting, uh, lighting shows, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's, it's become harder and harder to surprise and delight people. But that's one way that you can do it. So when people walk in again, so let's say that the venue is a big Hilton somewhere, you know, Hilton Hotel. Um, we do a lot of events at Hilton's beautiful hotels, but you're walking into just a big ballroom. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's an opportunity to transform that space. And it's not just visual, but it's also through, um, through the music, the people on the stage. Are we going to bring in uh, a really hot new speaker, keynote speaker? Are we going to bring in um, an A-list entertainer. Brands are doing this and it is affordable. You can, you, you know, you can afford to bring in an A-list entertainer, um, especially for these, you know, for these big brands that, mm-hmm. um, that are doing it, uh, year after year. But so I love the events that, uh, infuse that into, into their experience. Yeah. Because, it's such a simple thing. And it is also one of those things that I think can be um, under undervalued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you, you think about it, the difference in, in the environment, if you have good music and good lighting that that's pleasing, that really is, is stimulating your mind. Mm-hmm. Um Compared to something that's just like you said, a a, a ballroom, just a plain ballroom. Yeah. yeah, it's a completely different experience. And then if you add, like you said, a a, a really rock star keynote speaker or a list mm-hmm. entertainer to really get people fired up or opened up and and rolling the way you want, that yeah. event is is completely yeah. different from the beginning. Completely different. And I think too, one of the nice things is that oftentimes these you know high level um, the high level talent, they're not necessarily just going to do their thing and scoot out the back door. They are oftentimes willing to have a presence there. So you get an opportunity to actually meet this person, have a Mm -hmm. conversation with them, get an autograph, something like that. So that, um, that's something that is really, really easy to infuse. But I'll say this, that when you can, we think about the senses, as human beings, we have these senses. When you can infuse as many of the senses as possible into an experience, you have a greater opportunity to create an impactful experience. It's those senses that drive our memories. It's those experiences that bring brands and people closer together. Yeah. Yeah. Bring so much good stuff. 
so much. So here's here, here's a little tidbit, Damon. Did you know that there are <clears throat> uh, at least one uh, Major League Baseball stadium that pumps in a specific scent into their environment? Ooh, no. Do you know what that's... it is? What is like a hot dog smell? So hot dog is a common answer. Popcorn is a common answer. It's actually cotton candy. Oh, wow. And these are, I mean, these are normal scents that um, they spark a memory, right? These are things that they're going to take us all back to our childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to start salivating. You're going to get hungry. Um, And so that's, a lot of people don't even know that that that's happening, but that's a good example of how to use scent um hotels yeah. use it too they create custom scents yep you can tell that when you go yeah. to the different hotels it's, yeah and it's you, everywhere it, in vegas yes yeah yes yes it is you walk mm-hmm. into any place and you know where you're at mm-hmm. ah, that's very cool yeah. so you like these events where we're really getting the lighting, the music, and and mm-hmm. things like that. So, what has been one of the most challenging events you've had to pull off or been Boy. a part of? One of the most challenging. So, we did a, a really beautiful event last year for a major uh, major beauty brand, mm-hmm. and I think I would put it into the challenging category just because. Uh, it was a multiple day and um, very, very high. I mean, all of our clients have high expectations, but mm-hmm. very, very high expectations around the staging. Um, and the client infused the whole concept here. Uh, a, f- a focus of the event was a full on fashion show. So it was a hair care product. Uh, so over the course of the three or four days, you know, there were demonstrations on stage, um, showing different, um, uh, treatments for hair cuts, etc. And then the pinnacle was a full on fashion show. Wow. So a full on runway with models, um, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, the, the securing the models, the wardrobe, mm-hmm. makeup, all of that. Um, there's teams that handle, so we didn't necessarily have to handle all of that, but that was one of the bigger events that we've done. And so I put it into that challenging category because it was, they were very long days. Um, it was one of those just thumping shows, you know, to the, to the point where when you are done with the day, you're like, (laughs) it's, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, really, the team—we are part of keeping that pace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we're it's... responsible for keeping that going. Yes, and keeping the energy in the room and the the, yep. the people upbeat and everything mm-hmm. going, and it's just yep. And it's chore- they're choreographed to to the T. We were talking a little bit before we jumped on live here that. Every moment, I think it was before we went live, um, every moment is thought through mm-hmm. um, because it has to be. If you don't, then you run the risk of forgetting something, something falling through the cracks. 
And moments like that, what that can do to the whole experience can be devastating. So we don't, yeah. we don't run that risk. We, along with our clients, think through every single moment of that event. So, I mean, it was basically like putting on a full-on runway fashion show. Very exciting, yeah. very fun, very challenging. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And it's, the more I sit here and think about it, I'm more, I've, I'm feeling like those kind of events, you just have to be drained when you're done with a day like that mm -hmm. as, as being behind it. That's yeah. cool though. I mean, but it's, it's fun. It's good seeing the thing, but I think it's just so yeah. much work to keep everything rolling. And so, so one of the questions is, is I work with a lot of executives. So how many mm -hmm. times do you get the executive says, yeah, 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 whatever. Just tell me where I need to be and I'll show up on that day. Uh, often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's often. And, and that's, and that's totally fine because he's trusting his team. Yeah. All right. He's trusting his event team um, because they've probably done it many times. Mm -hmm. And um, and what we hear from that, I mean, more than likely, that's a very experienced executive. So yeah. great. Perfect. The speaking's not a big deal. They've done it yeah. before. So that's it's not quite the risk that if it is her first time out or anything. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that I just think that would be that would be a little bit frustrating if they were key to that and they were like, nah, I'm just not gonna be able to be there. So mm -hmm. so you talked about before we got on that you guys do product launches. And I think some of these things that they do are absolutely phenomenal now when you mm -hmm. talk about product launches. What are some of the exciting things you're seeing as people are, are launching new products now? Different concepts, different, you know, getting the 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 end the customers in. What what are really some of the cool things that you're seeing in that world? Um, yeah, so product launches are a pretty normal uh, type of corporate event. Um, but I would say that those product launches are still infusing a lot of the same components that, that we've been talking about here. Um, it's all about, so there's going to be education, there's going to be entertainment, there's mm -hmm. going to be networking, um, people coming together. So um, I think one of, the, one of the components that would be fairly, you know, if we're talking a consumer brand, um, one of the oldest forms of exper experiential marketing is sampling, right? And that yeah. that goes all the way back to the 1800s. Um, I think sometimes people don't forget that, it, or people forget that experiential marketing isn't necessarily new. It's one of the yeah. oldest forms of marketing. Um, <clears throat> so getting product into people's hands, giving them an opportunity to touch it, feel it, experience it. Um, that's certainly, uh, that's certainly something that is important, especially with consumer brands. Uh, but with B2B brands, again, it's just, it's a ton of education. And so the key is you have to make the education engaging. Oh, There's yeah. nothing worse than going into a room and it's death by PowerPoint. So, mm -hmm. um, again, for these sophisticated companies, they know the importance of their designed assets. So just like you and I are sitting here on this platform, this is beautifully designed. We've got your brand there for the people who are tuning in. 
they're not just looking at a Zoom screen. This is a designed asset. Um, so it's important to build design into the education that happens mm -hmm. throughout the event. It's very, very important. Um, and then also giving people an opportunity to um, giving people an opportunity to just have some um, recreational time. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that would apply across any of these events that, yeah. that we do as well. Get them out, uh, get them out seeing whatever is uh, whatever is happening around in the city uh, where the event is taking place. The whole point here, and this is why most of the work that we do is not in Minnesota. Um, our crews are traveling all the time. Mm -hmm. Most of our clients, when they do these events, they want to take their team somewhere else. It's really important to get people out of their normal environment mm -hmm. and into a completely different environment where they can really take in what's happening around them. Yeah. Yeah. What was the most interesting place you've had to go? Um, well, you know what? One, one of them was right here in our backyard. So having just said that, one of them was right here in our backyard. We hosted, uh, Minneapolis hosted Super Bowl a few years ago, was mm -hmm. Super Bowl 52. And Heroic was um, one of the major partners for all of the uh, audio, video and lighting for that event. So, and that was wow. a, it was cold, right? So Super Bowl happens, what is it? First, <laughs> first weekend of February? February, it's like <laughs> ugly yep. time to be in Minnesota. <laughs> it, yes. Um, and so our crews were, again, long days, outside sub-zero um but that event was incredible because it took place along a along nicolet mall which is i don't remember how many how many streets it is but it was set up with little vent little vignettes basically little stages for bands um that one actually had a uh it had a slope a ski slope uh, there was a snowmobiler that did a loop-de-loop -loop, uh, oh, over wow. that. I should know his name, and I can't remember. Levi. Oh. Is this ringing a bell? Levi yep. something, yes. Um, so right here in our backyard, that, yeah. was, that was amazing. And I think our whole team really, even though absolutely there was grumblings, you know, when it's 10 oh, below yeah. and you're – having to do what you do but when it was all said and done um being able to be involved in such an amazing event right here in our city yeah. that was pretty special no doubt because those are that's a that's an all-out world-class event to be involved mm -hmm. just be a part of any of it yeah uh, yeah what blew me what blows me away about that is that so our u.s bank stadium which is a beautiful facility mm -hmm. seats i want to say 60,000 people so while only 60,000 people sat down and watched that game there were over a million people that came to minneapolis oh my so goodness that's your audience yeah. yeah i didn't realize that that many mm -hmm. people came came be outside of the game yeah wow that is so cool that is so cool <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that. <laughs> I had no idea that you guys were involved in a Super Bowl because that is that, that is literally what 
yeah. you know, there, there might be some World Cup events or something like that that, mm-hmm. that compared to it uh, in other places. But in the United States, that's got to be yeah that the World Series or the basketball playoffs or something. I don't know. But yeah. That's huge. That is so cool. Yeah. Wow. It was pretty amazing. Team yeah. still talks about it. Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> so what do you think is up and coming, up and coming things that you see that that you haven't seen before that's happening in these these corporate events? Uh, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with AI. We're having a lot of conversations on this topic. Uh, I I don't have any predictions for for you specifically, but um, that will impact our business in some way. It will mm-hmm. impact everyone's business in some way. Oh, yes. So we've got our eye on that. Um, just making sure that we are um, educating ourselves and and looking at that. Uh, we've got a we've got a technology in house right now that is a hologram. Oh, wow. and hologram technology isn't new, but it continues to be perfected. And so we've got this real. It's called Proto. It's a very cool. Um, it's a, it's a large box basically, and it allows you to beam someone in, um, the creativity that I think is going to happen around that will be fun to see what we and our clients do with that. So here's an example. So let's say you've got a CEO that isn't able to be in five locations at once. This allows them to do that. Um, yes, there's gear and equipment involved, and yes, there's a cost to it. But seeing it in real life, it is incredible. It's it is like there is a person standing inside this box. It's it's incredible. Wow. So is- yeah, technology will just keep keep evolving. That is amazing. That is amazing. Cause I noticed when I was reviewing your, your website, you were talking a bit about hybrid because I think that that what you're talking about right there takes it to a whole different level mm-hmm. because you could have a, a, you know, a thousand sites around the world and that CEO could speak to each one of those sites like they were in the room. Yes. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And hybrid, thank you for mentioning that. You know, so we, we went 100% hybrid during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, we were crazy busy during the pandemic. So for our clients who just said, we can't, we can't do nothing. Okay. Let's, you know, let's do a virtual event. And so what, what we've seen now is that once, once people were ready to be back in person, they were back in a big way. So mm-hmm. we became crazy busy right away. Most of our events are in person, but some are infusing a virtual piece. Um, and so that's the that's the hybrid. So you might still have people who don't want to travel. There's some of those people yeah. out there. You may yeah. have companies who say, okay, our budget isn't quite that big, so we're not going to be able to bring Southeast Asia in for this mm-hmm. event. So infusing a hybrid event, there's a place for that. I'm sorry, infusing a virtual piece. Uh, There's a place for that. The nice thing is that um, it's doable. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, we figured it out really fast. Yes. (laughs) 
Yes. Well, and that's, you make a great point because I've always, you know, after, after we all had to go through the, the virtual everything, I think there's a really nice place for it now. And now mm-hmm. when we, when we look at events, when we look at corporate gatherings in general, because, you know, if it doesn't make sense to take 2000 people, take the, take the 500 that, that really need to be there and, mm-hmm. and everybody else can, can get in at their convenience. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can, because if you look at the kinds of money that a corporation has to spend, and if it's the right thing to do by spend that and more, but in, if there are times when it's marginal, you know, for the people themselves, even it's mm-hmm. like, well, I really, you know, if, if you're that ambiguous about it, well, maybe yeah. a virtual or hybrid thing is really good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, on the other end, on the, for the events themselves, when you have people that are doing, uh, when you talk about the big speakers and, and things like that, they're out on their, their huge circuits and stuff. I think this, this part of that, it really opened a whole new, new way mm-hmm. to them, but man, the hologram thing, I still, that's, that's cool as heck. Yeah. You guys got, so you guys just got it in like in two rooms and you're playing with it and stuff. So you... <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I would yeah. do that all day long. I would probably, I would probably even if, if, if John hears me, I'm going to give you an idea, John, put it into someone's office that you want to play a joke on <laughs> and just turn it on. And you're like, you're in that office. Oh my God. It's a good idea. <laughs> that's it. I would do that a heartbeat <laughs> and be moving. Oh. So, but it's great. You know, it's, it's, this is really cool, Kitty. I mean, wow. You've just opened the back, the backside of these events, these corporate events, talked about some of the great things you guys are doing uh, to help these companies engage their people to mm-hmm. launch products, to really show their people that they care and and introduce people to to what they do thanks for being here today thank you for asking me i appreciate it um happy to come back and and talk again at another time oh it would be awesome oh and john said he's already done it good guy (laughs) i i john i'm high-fiving you right there that would be funny but don't Try to do that at home. No. You, you, that would not work well. No, no. So, Kitty, thanks so much for being here once again. I want to thank everyone who stopped by, dropped the comments. Shaz, John, thanks for dropping yours in there. We got Flora. Um, she's talking about energy experience. We got my buddy, Turtis Tompkins. Thanks for being here. We got Arnod. Ah, I think I said it right. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. We will be back again later this week with another guest on the Faces of Business. But today we had Kitty Hart talking about building brand experiences. She is the VP of Client Brand Experience at Heroic Productions. Check them out. What is the best way if people want to learn more about Heroic Mm -hmm. Kitty, where do they go? Yes. Heroic-productions.com is our website. Um, You can find me on LinkedIn. And my email address is khart at heroic-productions.com. So awesome. Any of those ways. Would love to have a conversation. Awesome. Thanks again, everyone. We'll be back again later. Kitty, hold on for a moment and we'll finish up. All right. We'll do.